Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond in dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Friends, it is a joy to stand before you today wearing a couple of different hats. Um, I'm speaking not only as a member and elder here at West Hills, but also as the operations manager for Friends World Committee for Consultation Section of the Americas. And today is World Quaker Day, um, a day where we get to celebrate with our friends from all across the globe. And uh, early this morning, uh, the Europe and Middle East section had a had a Zoom meeting, and this evening at 4 p.m. Pacific time, the section of the Americas will have a Zoom gathering, um, kind of bookending things. Um, today's theme, uh, "Living in the Spirit of Ubuntu," was selected by the Africa section, who are going to be hosting our World Plenary in South Africa. Um, next year, actually. And let me tell you, the planning's in full swing on that, gang. Um, but this theme speaks to an understanding that deeply goes against the grain of Western ideals. Um, living in the spirit of Ubuntu means recognizing, to quote Douglas Adams holistic detective Dirk Gently, the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. To recognize that the grief or the joy of some anonymous person in a place we've never heard of impacts the entire system of humanity, impacts the entire ecosystem of the planet. Ubuntu is a recognition of the invisible connections that bind humanity not only together, but to this fragile globe we call the Earth, to the varied and interconnected ecosystems that make life a possibility. Earlier this year, during open worship, I heard the frogs that live in the space between our building and the house next door. I realized that with the windows closed as before the pandemic, I hadn't been able to hear them before. Something happened in that moment as the frogs croaked and we sat together. I felt a connection to those frogs in a way I hadn't experienced connection with the natural world before. I began to see that when I was enclosed, there was something I was disconnected from. And those frogs in that time were the presence of the divine to me. And every croak 
was an affirmation of the divine love that connects us to each other and to the world. The poem that starts the book of Genesis with the words, in the beginning, describes the weaving of the web of life and emphasizes two things, how good it is and how absolutely dependent each piece is on the others, that none would exist without the things that came before them. To roughly translate the word Ubuntu, we are because they are. This deeply resonates with me right now because of the conversations we here at West Hills have begun around the word membership and what that means to us in a society market segmenting us into ever and more deep disconnection. I want to propose that living in the spirit of Ubuntu is a radical rejection of the myth of independence, which underlies our ever more consuming society. The idea is that we exist not only because of some guy down the street who fixes the power or grows our food, but because of tiny little plankton, towering forests, and armadillos. So what? What does it mean to see ourselves outside of the hierarchic creation order proposed by Western thought, but as a tiny node in the vast web of creation? For me, it opens me up to awe and wonder, to look at the images from the cosmos, to sit behind beside a stream, skimming stones and watching the ripples and the rills, knowing that the salmon below, the mayflies and trees above and I are all connected, all important, and all impacting each other's existence in subtle ways. This reminds me that I am not alone. I wrote this poem after traveling down and visiting the Oregon coast near the Oregon dunes. It's called Water Lilies and Tide Pools. I turned in my path, glancing towards the lake, while walking behind two dogs, one still learning about walking with humans on that strange leash contraption. I saw the white and pink starbursts of water lilies in full bloom. Their patterned beauty lent an extra stillness to an unnavigable nook of a lake formed by the collapse of a sand dune blocking the flow of a stream to the sea. The dunes eventually give way to the roaring of the sea, pounding the rocks of today into the sands of tomorrow. Nestled in the rocks are pools of life, filled with crabs, starfish, 
anemones and sea urchins of a purple so radiant as to arouse envy in even the most powerful of emperors. This beauty, found near the basking of the seals and the salty tang of the sea spray, creates a soul-stilling feast of the senses, planting the seeds of wonder once again into the cynic's heart. Being present to my connection to nature also reminds me that I have responsibility, not just to my human family, but to the wolf and bear, to the deer and the rabbit, to the trees and grasses, the flowers and thistles, to the fish and the birds, to the water and the earth. We talk of membership in a small room surrounded by the invisible strands of gossamer life that connect us to so much more than a place, space, or way of thought, the divine threads reach out to and through us. And what if, in our thought and discussion of membership, we think about those divine gossamer strands, linking us to each other and to the frogs, and raspberries outside our building. Home can be a huge word and a tiny word. And I define it for myself as a place where my soul finds rest. So as we prepare for open worship, rather than giving specific queries, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and imagine a web of light connecting you to each person present in this room and present on Zoom. Then I want you to think about the ways your web is woven through the webs of each person who is present to this meeting. Think about the way those lines intersect with each other and the qualities of the lines you are imagining. Think about which of those lines may be dimmer than others and pour some light into them. Then take a moment to imagine how our web of connections extends beyond this meeting to the human and natural world around us. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. 
You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.